guys, welcome back to Pradesi. On today's episode, we talked to Babu, one of my favorite personalities on the internet, that I and so many like me spent hours watching on YouTube. Babu is a graphic and clothing designer, a filmmaker, a comedian, and an artist. Babu is also well known to many of the South Asian youth for his appearances in Just Rain's YouTube videos, including Most Annoying Brown Guys and Geet That Brothers Duet Group Punjabi Christmas albums. So, let's get started. Let's just start with like a little bit of background. Who is Babu? How would you describe yourself? Um, my name is Babu. I am a human being from Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Um, I have a beard. I don't have a face. Uh, I am, I guess, outside of the small little jokes, I am a designer, artist, kind of a comedian, and someone who's on the internet. <laughs> okay, cool. So, what all do you do specifically in terms of like artistry because you do a lot of different things? Okay. Um okay, specifically uh graphic design, um filming. I guess with filming comes editing, a bunch of other small little things, typography, all that. Artist, art in terms I'm not really an artist, but I do like to do watercolors and uh and drawings and things like that and illustrations. Yeah, I think that's kind of it. Okay, cool. So I guess let's start with um well like how I found you and how so many people I know discovered you is like through just Rain's videos. And so how did that start and how did you get involved in his stuff? Okay, so with just me, I call him just me because of his name. But uh no, so I so funny enough, um we met through uh mutual friends kind of. Uh his cousin was or is really good friends with a friend of mine that I was really good friends with. I was like they're both a little bit older than us. So um and they're from like a town that's about an hour away from where we were. So um they're kind of like, "Hey, this guy's silly, this guy's silly, this guy's silly. Let's all kind of hang out." And this was like 2008-7 maybe or 2009, I don't know. 2007-8-9 in that time. And um I remember we used to like when so he's Kashmiri and his cousin's Kashmiri. So like a bunch of the Kashmiri cousins would come to like Mississauga Brampton, which is about an hour-ish away from where they were. So when they came, we all kind of hung out and we made jokes and we made prank calls and people's Facebooks were logged in and we would hack people's Facebooks and make weird uh profile pictures and things like that. But yeah, that's kind of how we met. Um and then we kind of stayed in touch we didn't start making YouTube videos or anything like that then, but we kind of stayed in touch through um like a lot of community groups that we had out here, like sick community groups. And yeah, this that was kind of like the like the where the friendship kind of started. Yeah. So actually before um before like before all that, like uh me, my brother Harmon, if you know who that is, and then Humble the Poet actually, we had a thing called Harmon the Hater. And that was like early, early YouTube. And um we we were on that was like two thousand around that same time, two thousand seven, eight, nine ish. And so that was where I was first kind of was on YouTube. And then through that just me it was like, yo, uh let me be on, let me be on that let me be on that show as well. And then I don't know what happened, it never worked out. And then the first video I think we did together was either it was uh like I think Where's My Cat or something like that, or it was a uh most annoying brown guys. It was one of those two. I can't remember which one. But yeah, that was that was the first one. 
Okay, cool. Yeah, so I think like a lot of people, including me, grew up watching these videos. And so how does it feel to know that you're like, you kind of played a role in a very common diasporic Punjabi kid experience? I sometimes still like don't get it. Like I don't understand why or how. Um, like people will come up to me and be like, yo, this is so funny, this is funny. I'm like, okay, cool. Like why? Like why like why me? I'm just a guy. And people are like, yo, I'm such a fan. I'm like, what? Like what did I do? I didn't do anything. But it's cool though. I really I really do know I like part of me is like oblivious to it and then but there's a big part of me that also knows that, you know, I do have an impact and I do have some sort of uh influence on younger people so i try to i guess use that or think of that whenever i do something you know what i mean yeah yeah i mean i think it's because you are like people recognize you because you are funny um you're hilarious and like i don't know i guess it's because maybe like the characters you play are very relatable like we know everyone knows people like that right um okay so most people don't know what i actually sound like so it's funny because like anything any video i'm usually in it's usually some sort of a character and i've told i've told just meet this many times because we've done a few skits where like i had to be a normal person and i just can't be a normal person because it's always sarcastic and like comes off like if, as if i'm like overly trying to do it so for me to be a character is like i'm much more comfortable um but yeah so like the the, the biggest character i say is like the guy who wears a tie jacket uh his name is prince i ain't trying to dance Unless you're trying to tangle, 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 tangle. And so he's kind of just like a, a like a, a mix of a whole bunch of like friends that were like my sister's friends or like my cousin's friends or like, you know, even friends of mine that were like, where, uh, that were, that consider themselves very thugged out and big jackets, big, you know, big boots and were always wanted to fight, always thought they could get girls, but you know, they were probably too scared to fight and couldn't probably get girls. Um, so that's one character. His name is Prince. Uh, another character is a Khalsa uncle. Okay, I sing Why Khalsa? Who is, yeah, who is just like a, like a hard, like a, like a, a sick man. And he loves his community. He loves his, I guess, his spirituality. But like, he's also a guy who swears a lot and who's very vulgar and very out loud and very loud i've seen so many uncles like that and um that's the one i think the one that's most relatable i don't know you you tell me which characters and i'll and, I'll, and i can talk more about them because i i forget sometimes so um okay i guess so those two are like big ones um i personally i don't know if this is like a common thing but i love the characters when you speak in hindi because i think it's really funny um how you speak hindi and um i guess like what like the one in um the bollywood skit yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like there's two there's one that's like a very very like uh like a there's one Hin hindu uncle that's like almost like amata button kind of vibes yeah and he's like i want to see my son yeah. and it's like sean mixed up like sean connery and like uh, like you know a bollywood actor and then the other one is like this like kind of very uh i don't know he's just kind of like the the grocery video and if you've seen that one he's just kind of he's just kind of just like loose and just doesn't really care what's going on Raju! Sir. 
I don't I can't speak Hindi at all and like the few Hindi movies I've seen like I've picked up on those and they were like Kabhi Kushi Kabhi Gam Kush Kush Hota and like I don't know one or two more Mohabbate like literally I've only seen like no more than five Hindi movies and they were, those are the ones I've seen like multiple times so any Hindi that I pick up is from those and then the rest I just make up because it sounds like Hindi yeah I don't know it's really <laughs> bad but yeah no it's hilarious um, the grocery store one, I was actually going to ask about that one because it's so accurate. Like, I literally have seen people in Indian grocery stores that speak exactly like that. So how do you, like, get that sort of accuracy in your characters? Um, I don't know. Like, t- to be honest, Jasmeet is, uh, like, a genius, and he's... Um, he sees everything. So like everything he everything we do, it's like mostly through his eyes, right? Like uh in the sense of the video is already made in his in his brain, right? So I'm able to like he he will tell me kind of what the vibe is and then put me in that and then I'll just riff and do stuff cuz I can naturally just come up with silly stuff and but he he knows he knows what I'm capable of doing, so like he'll he'll be like, "All right, yo, I want you to do this." And then I'll I'll sit there and I'll just do stuff and say stuff and then he will just tell me all right dude switch this yell at that and then you know so like but I I don't know exactly how it comes about it just kind of does like you you know you see uncles and you see different people and you kind of just like understand their um their mannerisms and how they talk and you know and then you kind of just like find those things funny and you just like, kind of like put it into that D- the DNA of that character I guess right um yeah so i don't i don't exactly know like i didn't watch i didn't like follow or like watch any specific um uncles or anything that it just kind of just you just see it in passing and it kind of just over over time just kind of collects and then it's it kind of comes out when it needs to also while we're on the topic of videos i also want to talk about um the punjabi christmas albums which were obviously a huge freaking deal. Yeah. F-Series Music and the Association of Punjabi Christmas Music Preservation presents Gita Brothers Duet Group and Friends. Everyone knows those. We literally, like, every Christmas at my house, we play those songs, like, all the time. So, um, can you talk about, like, did, were you involved in, like, writing those songs and, like, coming up with the concept? Yeah, 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 no. So for that that project specifically, the Gita Brothers, uh, Punjabi Gita Brothers duet group, Punjabi Christmas album, uh, me and just Meath were like, where we everything we that was like fifty fifty. Like we both just sat in a room and kind of like came up with stuff. Uh, how it initially came up came about was we we're at a mall, um, uh, like at a you know a shopping mall, and this was during Christmas time or that season, and we're just like hanging out just as goofs. And, um, you know, just trying to see what was on sale and things like that, buying stuff. Uh, and yeah, so we're, and there's like a whole bunch of Christmas music, like that's all they're playing. And where we were, there's like, there, we're on the second floor and then the floor underneath, you, there's like a, kind of like a balcony where you can see down. And just me started singing, like, he was just like, like there's like an Asian man with a, like a stroller and just me started singing a Punjabi Christmas song just like making it up as he was going along and just like pointing to this man like singing to him and very like dramatically it was very like it was hilarious and then on the drive home like after that we're just cracking up thinking of like just like Christmas ideas and like Punjabi Christmas song ideas like 
you know, they were just laughing and laughing and laughing. And I, we were we were making voice notes and then we, they all got deleted. So I don't know. And then anyway, so then that was in like 2013. And then 2014 is when we actually made the album and the video. And then from there, we're like, oh, let's do it again. And then from there, we're like, uh, let's do a show. And then from there, we're like, okay, let's do a mini tour. And then we made another album and then we did a UK tour. And yeah, that was the last Eat the Brothers thing we did. Why Why did it end? So it didn't necessarily end. Um, like there's like so many more song ideas and so many more things that we can keep doing. Um, I just think we when we did the, the UK tour, as fun as it was, we realized that it's very, very, very niche. So A, it falls in one specific month, right? Like December. And then to do a tour in that month, it's not that it's hard. It's just that like, you know, every it's just like there's so much going on and it's it's it may be hard to like do as like do shows in that time and then also it's all in Punjabi so like uh just meets comedy is like a mix of in, like there's English as Punjabi but like Geetha Brothers specifically is Punjabi it's Punjabi Christmas album so a it's niche to the month and then even super more so to the the, the demographic so not that it stopped because of that um, I think just me at the moment, even now he's off the grid and people are like, yo, what's wrong? Where is he? Where is he? And he's like perfectly fine, but he's just like taking the time out to do other projects that he wants to do that isn't necessarily so uh, like, you know, like Desi comedy or anything like that. So he's just kind of, he's working on himself and working on like writing and things like that. So it didn't stop. It's just that he, his, his focus is on other things and I 100% support him and, you know, and uh whenever it needs to come out again if it does it'll come out again because there's like still like there's still like hundreds of ideas that like you know that we just keep coming up with and and they're the it's like the fun like geet the brothers is probably the funniest funniest like character or like storyline that i think we've done and he i think agrees that like it's like the there's like so much versatility with it so but i don't know how how long can you play how long can you play 40 year old you know British Punjabi singers, you know what I mean? And then, yeah. At one point, I'll be that age. So, like, you know, I don't want to be 40 playing a 42-year-old. I don't want to be playing myself at some point, but, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. But it is, like, probably one of my favorite. What What is one of your favorite, uh, what's your, like, favorite video that you've ever been in? I think the Geetha Brothers up there, for sure. Because uh, even now I watch it and I die laughing because it's, it's just so, it's so ridiculous. Other videos, the mechanic one's pretty good. I don't know, some videos I forget that how good they are because like I often like, I kind of like, not cringe, but feel awkward watching myself. And like if the, con if like the accent or if like the, the, the character, if I like kind of move past that character, then I find a kind of cringe at the, like my voice or whatever. But yeah, no, the that one I think the the Bollywood any of the Bollywood ones are, are very funny as well I think we just did one never mind but yeah that one was funny they're all very funny but like sometimes I don't I don't remember which specific one I, I love yeah I mean oh yeah okay cool so again like this is just so cool that I'm talking to you because I was a huge 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 fan of these videos like everyone knows like um and so I find it hilarious and I used to show like everyone in my family like anyone who would come over we would like proceed to sit down and watch these videos and so um I feel like it's such a like it was such an integral and valuable experience for so many kids even though it's it's silly but 
Right, right. Yeah, no, I I think it's just like it was, um, you know, I think it was always a way to merge, like, you know, Punjabi culture or whatever culture. Like, I know a lot of, like, a lot of South Asians in general watch these videos. So, like, is in general, I guess, immigrant culture and, like, you know, being in, in I guess, North America or even being in, in, in England or being wherever it is, like, you know, I guess the diaspora is, like, to be able to... Um, appreciate both cultures and 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 love your culture because i know for us it was often like you know like there's always this fear of you know having to assimilate or like you know like the, i know um a lot of kids were like yeah i'm i'm yeah i'm, I'm punjabi but i don't i don't really you know i don't really care i don't really do punjabi stuff or whatever there's kind of like you know just didn't really accept accept or they you know they just kind of like avoided who they were and you know, there's, it's very easy for kids to fall down that path just because, you know, if you don't see yourself or you see, see your community in, in, in the real world, you're just going to, you just don't want to, you're just going to want to avoid being it or, you know what I mean? It's, it's like a way to, I, I guess, um, there's always like a fear of like accepting your, your culture. Right. And so for us, not that that was the goal, but like, you know, a big part of us, you know, through community organizing and whatnot, like, you know, it was to accept who you are and love who you are more so. And like, so that was kind of the, like the, I guess even for me, like the underlying like theme of everything is like, you know, we can be Punjabi, we can be Canadian or American or whatever and, and do great at both and be able to merge both. And like the Punjabi Christian album, for instance, is like the perfect example of like, you know, there wasn't, whether Punjabis or South Asians celebrate Christmas or not, there's a funny reason to now. And not that I'm saying you should celebrate Christmas or don't celebrate Christmas, but it's just like funnier now to do it because it's now you can make it Punjabi now is what I'm saying. Like it's we we're we're taking Christmas and making it Punjabi pretty much. Yeah. And so like with these projects, there's been a lot of collaboration with other rising South Asian artists like in these videos or even in just like in general like you're kind of in a place where you guys are like almost the center of this generation's south asian artists like there there's just a whole group of you and so what has it been like kind of collaborating with them and also like growing together while pursuing your passions yeah it's interesting because like again a lot of this a lot of the friendships or a lot of the i guess um, a lot of the, I guess the rising stars, as you like to call it, like people have come from like the similar group of like, of community organizing. So we had like in, in the early 2000, sorry, wait, uh, 2009, I think is when we did like, we first did like a thing called When Lions Roar, which was a, uh, like a community, um, spoken word or like live music art kind of event and usually there hasn't been anything like that and it was something where we accepted people who did hip-hop people who did um you know spoken word people who did gatka and things like that so it was like a very uh very new thing and it was very cool and very interesting to see like this you know this there's so many creators around us you just don't know because they don't have a space and i guess there's a time where social media is coming out as well but you know, normally most people didn't have a voice or have a have a outlet, I guess. And this was one of those first places where we all kind of came together and just did things. 
and yeah i guess through that friendships were formed and and then slowly 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 people just kind of continue doing their own thing and and i guess when you have those friends and when you have people that are like-minded i guess it's like a way to uplift each other and support each other that hey look we're all kind of doing some sort of creative thing let's let's support each other along the way right yeah yeah and it's cool it's cool to have that community and support and i guess like yeah like you don't feel like you're the only one trying to do something different yeah yeah exactly so let's switch gears a little bit and talk a little bit about kind of your family and your background like when you decided when did you decide that you wanted to be a creative professionally and how did your parents react right um so i've always kind of um been doing something like i've always been doing like some sort of art or design without really me knowing i was doing art or design uh like even when i was younger i used to like i i used to draw and things like that and um my mom always like a pre like enjoyed watching me draw and she's she always talks about this dinosaur that I drew from like a backpack and then she's like I wish I had kept that drawing but whatever um so I did some so she always liked that and then even so when I got a computer back in the day um you know I did like Microsoft Paint I used to do like drawings on there and then at one point I downloaded Photoshop and started doing things off that and learning that and then um yeah it just kind of happened so and then when I was Again, a lot of this comes down to like the community organizing that I, that we were a part of. And so I used to make flyers and things like that because no one else was really designing anything at that time. And I was probably, I don't know, 17, 18. And then, um, and then yeah, and then from there, it just kind of grew and like understanding what I was making grew. And then my brother, uh, my brother and I kind of at one point, oh, sorry, and then I was doing, then I was doing, sorry, I'm all over the place. Um, I, when I, for a university, I went to uh, a school called University of Toronto. I dropped out after two years because I was doing political science. I had no idea what I was doing. And then uh, then after that, I went to a school called Ontario College of Art and Design. And then after a year, I dropped out of that because I was already doing so much design and things like that just on the side. And just with my brother, we kind of started like a, a small little agency. And yeah, it just I was around 21, 22 is when we were like like screw it this is what we're doing and that was kind of what I did and then my mom and my dad really didn't weren't mad they were just like yo as long as you guys can you know do something out of it and be successful then yeah do it so they were actually supportive like I my parents aren't the ones that were like yo make sure you're a doctor or anything like that so I didn't really have that experience my mom just wanted me to finish school and my dad was kind of just like yeah do your thing but my brother was kind of more like like the hey this is this is the best for you. So he was more of a, of a, of a parent that knew what I would, what would work best for me in terms of, uh, education or career choices. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Does that make sense? Okay. Yeah, it does. It does make sense. And I've actually been hearing that a lot, which I think people would be surprised to hear that a lot of like immigrant brown parents are actually pretty supportive and accepting of, these more unique career paths yeah i think you just got to push back a little bit and i think there's some fear of pushing back i think you get pushed back a little bit and eventually they'll kind of um they'll kind of open up right exactly and like i guess also like india and like pakistan or whatever like that 
general area like is a center of creativity like everyone there like I was telling someone else that I think it's funny like I don't know if this is true for you too but like everyone I know that like went to school in India can like draw pretty well or like they are like well versed in some like sort of creativity um and so I feel like yeah like some of that got lost in them when they moved over but surprisingly I feel like they're very supportive of their kids not very but like a lot of people are supportive of their kids doing something different yeah yeah I mean it's just like I think I think it's just like a, a fear that kids have or like even just like under like now I think it's it's it's, it's a little bit better that you know young younger humans can um you know explore their creativity and and their parents accepting that hey this is what this is what I want to do um but no like for me like there hasn't been any there I, I don't know too many people that are in the creative world now that didn't finish a degree um of like something else that had nothing to do with what they're doing like just me for instance did like marketing or business and but they did something like sociology so like you know they've all they are they kind of have like a uh, i guess a um they have like their undergrads and some sort of thing that has nothing to do with what they're doing now um but now i just i know i, I hope kids can can um uh, <clears throat> you know go to art school and go to drama school or music school or whatever it is that they want to and um you know do that i think like you're that group of people and like even just like like I was saying how the videos were a common experience, like just being able to see that growing up for a lot of people I think was helpful in terms of their confidence when pursuing something new. Yeah, like even for me, like I, I, I you know, um, I'm 100 years old. So for me, like I didn't, uh, <laughs> I didn't have anybody that was like, you know, in the media or anything like that doing something that I can identify with the first instance was Wars Alawalia. He was in a movie called uh, Life Aquatic, directed by Wes Anderson, um, and that was the first time I saw like a sing in something, and I was like, "Whoa, this guy!" And he wasn't like typecast or anything. He was like a videographer in the in the movie. If you haven't seen it, it's a great movie. Um, he's like a team. He's on a team of oceanographers, and he's just a videographer that makes the documentaries. And yeah, uh, so he's just like a normal guy. He's not like you know he's not typecasted he's not like playing like a like a goofball or anything like that he's just a normal guy and you're like wow that guy's just a normal guy and he looks like me that's crazy and then from there you know you kind of like um that was like the only thing for me right and then um from there that's when the, i guess the youtube world started uh started happening and you know then you see then like for me the first time i saw just me on anything was like he made a video on youtube like back in the day of like a high school project and i remember i like for my high school projects all the videos that we did we put them on youtube as well so like we both had seen each other before even meeting each other or knowing about each other um but yeah no for for like i guess the whole what i'm trying to say is that like if you don't see yourself in in i guess in i guess media or whatever it is or pop culture then you're kind of you know you're always going to feel like you're not meant to be there so now i know like me being on YouTube or Instagram or Twitter or whatever it is, um, like, you know, I think it's people can see themselves. And, I, I and you know, people have meant say, said that, you know, that they're they, that I've inspired them to do this or that. And that still messes with me because I still don't know why. But 
I understand how that can happen just because they don't see you don't see anybody in 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 I guess in the real world that looks like you and especially in the creative world. So, you know, for me to be doing what I'm doing, I you know, I try to do or try to show as much as I can and just to be like, you know, this isn't you don't have to you know, if this is something you like, you're you know, you should explore it and you should you shouldn't be afraid to uh try it. Yeah. And speaking of like relevant representation for brown people, you were just in the funnier die skit and that just won like two shorty words. So yeah, that is just like another clear example of having now seeing a lot more representation. Yeah, that was cool. Um so uh I'm there's a I guess a what are they called? I think we are there's a we are six campaign and some other camp uh something else sick i don't know but it's we are the we are six campaign in america so essentially what it is it's i think they're just they there's like a media outlet that tries to get six more like visible i guess in the world and and it's it's kind of more on like the like that's what a sick is right and um so yeah uh they reached out to me about so this we filmed it in april so they reached out to me i met the i met the guy who kind of runs it in like a year before that and he's like hey we're doing a skit with funny or die i want you to be in it i was like oh okay cool and he was from america and i'm and he was here and at some like conference and you know i said oh okay cool yeah like take my stuff down and then like i haven't i didn't hear from him for like six months and he, he reached out he was like hey remember me i was like yeah yeah yeah. And he's like all right yeah we're doing this and um you know you still down and i was kind of hesitant just because like you know it like the script itself or like the video itself I'm usually the funny guy and in this video or like a goofball and this video I was playing myself and I was like, oh, I'm not really good at playing myself. Like I'm, you know, as I was saying earlier, like I always come off sarcastic or I don't, I doesn't seem real. And then he's like, no, nah, no, nah, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. So then anyways, eventually did it. And, uh, yeah, so it was with funnier die. It was a collaboration. I don't know the, the back end of the things, but, um, it was nominated for a streamy award, which is, uh, I guess I don't know the exact specifications of the difference. Steam, there's a streamy and there's a shorty award. So I guess they're both kind of, uh, I guess internet, internet related content. And this was a sh- this was the the, like I guess the social good, um, category that this video won. I think it was best humor in like a social social commentary video. I can't remember the exact uh, the exact exact uh, titles, but yeah. Yeah, and I think what's cool about it too is is that you are someone who clearly like you have a sick identity and so for people to see you in that context, I guess, was interesting and like I don't know, like for me like I thought I was like, Yeah, like that's really good, like that's a great effort and like I don't know, like I'm glad it was you, like people know who you are, so it's cool that you were in it. How important is it for you to maintain your like identity like you have a bug you have a, a beard like you're very recognizable why why is that important to you it's just I don't know it's just me it's just who I am like I've never um I've never been anything else so for me to I mean you know it's just part of my identity I I, I don't know it's it's like a it's just me it's hard to it's hard to say otherwise but like I wouldn't 
I don't need to change. I think I'm fine how I am. And whatever, whatever, whatever comes my way will be because of how I am. And, you know, I wouldn't change to fit something else. Yeah. Well, the thing is, I don't, I I still don't see myself being in a spotlight just because like, you know, it's um like I haven't, I'm not, I'm not in any like industry things, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? It's all kind of DIY. It's all kind of homemade. So, you know, I've like, there's no one to put pressure on me. Everything is kind of like my own, like my own creation or from my own. Right. So like, there's, no, there's nothing, there's no one really stopping me. And in that, like, I've never really felt anybody I never felt like negative feedback saying, oh, you know, if you didn't have that thing on your head, you would, you know, you'd do better. Like, I've never felt, I've been pretty, like, you know, I don't know if it's me, if, I, if I've ignored it or or whatnot, but like, I've never really felt like, um, like that much racism growing up or that much like, you know, negativity or, you know, or pressure, as you're saying, to switch how I look. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, it's, it's been yeah i just kind of just i guess ignore any like any any like any hatred like I, it's just to me it's just like you know a person just needs a hug if anything but um like i've never really i've never really looked at anything and I've, I've taken it seriously like oh that feedback of me you know i should i shouldn't have a big beard oh wow i should take that into consideration i've never felt that mm-hmm. that's kind of like unusual almost for a lot like that's really great and a really positive experience and like I'm happy to hear that because I feel like that is not always the case for a lot of people so it's nice to see like yeah it's nice to see that someone is I guess ignoring or like doesn't take into account negativity I guess and you're like unapologetically yourself which is really cool thank you appreciate that so What's a day in the life of Babu? Yeah, I wake up. Um, I either do a little small workout or I go for a small run. Um, I bathe. Uh, um, and no, I so my day usually is like so. My main focus is like design and. Um, and I do, my brother and I have, we have an agency in which we do design and film, but we also have a clothing line called Committee Members. And that's kind of been our focus as of late. Um, and so, yeah, so my day is usually just like designing, figuring out either designing something or looking for inspiration or um, or or uh, trying to figure out, you know, next, like smaller collections or next drop, whatever we're doing. So it's usually focused on just like design and a lot of music is played in the background, um, drinking a lot of tea, and yeah, that's kind of it, really. Can you talk a little bit about um, committee, committee members and, like, you say you're working on it a lot right now, like, what was the inspiration behind it? We've been doing, we've been working on it since, like, 2014, and we never really took it seriously, but the idea was that, you know, we both like design, like my brother and I, we both we both think very similarly and we see sim- we see the same things very similarly so yeah so we always kind of wanted to create some sort of clothing stuff and you know just because there wasn't anybody from i guess a this Punjabi community that's doing it. and obviously there's people that have shirts that say like you know 
like there's like a samosa on it or like you know a, a jalebi and you know a bangra dancer or something so like there's always that obviously like clear like all right this is a punjabi shirt there's always been that but like we we just felt that you know there's there's bigger stories that we can tell there's there's more ideas that we can share and so for the past like 2 3 years we we've, we've been kind of obviously it's kind of like a like a like a passion project more than it is like a full-time thing <clears throat> but yeah we're trying to we're i guess our goal is always to kind of share um so actually we we're just thinking of like ideas actually just the other day and one idea that i guess we or like one like way to describe community members is um making familiar things new and making new things familiar so what that means is that things that we know like as punjabis you know we share with the world but the things that um the things that we we discover like through music or through art or whatever it is that maybe not so uh out there or not so common we kind of bring that so it's um we bring that so our community understands it as well uh does that make sense is that is that is that clear yeah 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 it is cool. and it's kind of it's cool because yeah like like you said it's not obviously or like distinctly like in your face like indian or punjabi it's just like a cool like normal like thing and it's not like do you know what i mean like you don't have to like designate it as punjabi to make it yours like you are able to design a clothes line or like a company that is just like the like a canadian experience or an american experience or like you know exactly so like you know like um one one thing we shared recently was like you know like we had a car called like chevrolet corsica which is like a like a very average car like you know affordable cheap kind of car and you know so we put that on a shirt because like our dad you know that was a car that he had and or like our parents had so like you know for us to it's not really sh- like it's it's more layered in the sense that like you know we're putting that car on the shirt but if you if you strip back a layer it's a car that our dad had if you strip back another layer it's kind of like okay this is a car like only like like a car that like a general type of car is that like these sorry these like lower end cars are the one the cars that immigrant parents could afford right so the the message is still there of like you know that this is represents you know like kind of like an immigrant story but it's not so out and it's not it's not on the shirt where it says like this it's not it's not so clear on the shirt but like as you strip it back as you look through the instagram and through the stories that we share on there you kind of understand why we put that or why or what it represents yeah so it's just it just to sum it up it's kind of to share share the stories through i guess social media or through you know the, through videos or whatever we can but the actual product in itself kind of be cool on its own but you will when you wear it you'll know what it what it means and you'll understand the reference but you know it's not out in the, it's not like hey there's a bangra dancer on the shirt and <laughs> right yeah it's like a little more subtle yeah yeah it's more subtle more nuanced also so like like you said in addition to design like addition to committee members you also are like an artist by hand like you sketch and like do watercolors um and things yeah uh so i always used to draw and i used to doodle and then i never really like kept like i i'd never do it seriously in the sense that like i would have like notebooks and i'll just draw in them just like on the side and i would like it but then you know there's like there's like 
you know hardly stains on it or like something else just because like it wasn't like i wasn't i wasn't sitting and drawing i was just like drawing while you know whatever so um yeah at one point i was kind of like you know what let me just like let me just try paint doing stuff that um that isn't just in a sketch or something and i and i just then i just tried and I, was, and I was doing i'm like oh this is fun i enjoy this and then you know and then eventually i wanted to share it i just didn't know how to so i put it on my main account and then um and then i was like okay do, if i make a second account what would i call it and i couldn't think of anything like there's art by Bubu, and i was like that's so tacky and that's not really it's not art it's just like doodles so like and then I just came up with Babu Babu Babu, and it was just the fun. It was funny to me. I was like, oh, okay, because I was like, all right, Babu, and then Babu Babu, so it'll be the second, and then I think that was already taken. So I was like, all right, what's after that? And then there's Babu Babu Babu. Um, okay, yeah, and then the point of that is just kind of like again, like me sharing just, um, just things like either, I usually paint things that I just like that I'm inspired by. So a lot of it, it's the Beatles, but there's also things like like you know like uh, Curtis Mayfield or. Um, my parents or Punjabi singers or you know things like that so I just I just like drawing things that I'm inspired by and you know I'm not the best drawers and then and then so the drawings kind of look bad but I understand how like shadows and things work so I could kind of make it look okay and then that makes it look all right um but yeah that's just kind of just just like me exploring just like it's a continuation of like I guess the flow of like you know designing and whatnot, but it's just a little bit, um, it's just more free flow I guess, um, yeah. Yeah, your art is really cool though. Like it's a very unique, and like like if I see it, like I know you made it. Like it's it's very clear and see it's a distinctive style. And I I think you're like selling yourself a little short. It's funny because every time I ask you about something, you're like, well, it's actually it sucks and it's nothing. <laughs> Yeah, I've uh, been told I have imposter syndrome, which is, uh, which is like, I have this constant fear of like, it's hard for me to own up to the things I've done, or like the, the, the creative stuff. Like, I know, I like, I understand that they're cool and they're dope, but like, part of me is like, uh, I don't think, no, I don't think anybody else thinks they are. So for, it's, I have this constant fear that someone's, someone's gonna be like, yo, that sucks. Who do you think you are? You know what I mean? I have a constant like... So I always I always have to underplay and downsell just because of I know someone if someone were to listen to this and be like that art sucks. You know what I mean? So it's just for them that hey, he knows he sucks. Yeah. No, it doesn't though. <laughs> um, no no no. Yeah, I get what you mean, but and I do the same thing with my stuff, but my stuff actually does suck. Um and but it's funny because it's so not true it's so like your stuff is so cool and unique and so yeah like I feel like it's really like widely appreciated and everyone like again like I don't know like everyone knows Babu like I can randomly like start talking to some random Punjabi person I've never met in my life from like um, Michigan and like if I bring up the name Babu like they know who you are and that's really cool. It is cool. It is it is definitely cool to know that people know me around kind of the world. So it's kind of, it's definitely cool. Very cool. Yeah. So what is what are you working on right now? And like, what does the future look like for Babu? Yeah. So um, 
it's it's so right now the future for me is kind of like i want to uh design which is like in the committee members like in the, in that world and then also in the art thing in the art world so um for the art i'm actually working on a punjabi alphabet book which i'm which i've been constantly putting off like i've done like maybe 60% of it but the other 40% is like very challenging and like i need to push myself to get it done um but it has to do with like i guess rappers as the letters so like Uda Uda Lil Uzi Vert or Mama Migos, um, for an example. So yeah, so that's like a little project that I've been working on for like the last year, but with a lot of space, a lot of dead space where I'm not doing anything. Um, so that's the next goal, and then also just through committee members, we're trying to figure out how to uh, how how to be, um, I guess, more sustainable in 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 fashion because like that's like the the second biggest cause of like, you know, pollution is uh, I guess the fashion industry or the apparel industry because so much gar so many garments are being made and so many are disposed and like fast fashion is like a, you know, I think there's slowly a, a decline like through Forever Twenty One and stores like that where, you know, you can't just like people I think are catching on to the fact that you know buying something for cheap, wearing it for like two weeks and then getting rid of it, I think. Maybe not generally, maybe not the mass public, but I know there's like a certain amount of people that are solely understanding that, hey, we can't just buy cheap clothes with cheap that are made, you know, cheap quality, cheap clothes, and then they die out in like a month and then we replace those with cheap clothes and that are, you know. So for us, we're trying to do something where it's like a constant thinking where, okay, how can we do something where we're more, you know, we're more... um environmentally friendly and we're trying we've been doing things we've been doing it on like we kind of always did it where we get like used or old army surplus jackets and things like that and printed on those because we liked how they looked and that's like a thing that we want to continue to continue continue to do is upcycle where we're always um finding some sort of used products obviously cleaning them duh and then um printing on them or doing something where we can sell them again as like a new new idea new i guess idea um yeah and that's like the con the constant i guess thought processes how can we be how can we be higher quality but how can we be like friendly to the environment and to the world because that's something that i know we're still small and we don't have that much of a negative impact on the world but you know you still gotta have your I guess ethos and stick by him and continuously do stuff that fits that fits that uh framework I guess yeah that's really cool like I, I was gonna say like yeah you guys are still relatively newer and smaller but like it's still a really important issue and like I've done a lot of um stuff on this too for like journalistically and like like these stores like forever 21 and stuff are getting clothes made in sweatshops and like there's labor issues as well as environmental issues and so it's really cool that you guys are paying attention to that yeah like we all like i've always been like i've always thought of that like uh you know like even when the stuff i buy i try to buy as many things as i can that are like made in or like you know made in usa or made in canada or you know not things that are not made in like such factories or you know what i mean to avoid those things i mean you can't you can't 
you can't run away from it because there's so many products that are made like that. But, you know, you, you, you try to do your best. And buying less has always been something that I've that I've kind of um, stuck by. So, you know, buy buy good and buy less. Yeah. Words to live by. <laughs> okay. I have one last question for you. Sure. So based on my definition of Bardesi, what makes you Bardesi? Right. Um, okay. So for me, like... Um, but they see the song. I don't know the lyrics. I'm making up. Um, for me, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like a lot of things that I do are, aren't, are 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 kind of different than what, I guess people are expected of me. So like, um, art, for instance, like I imagine people would expect me to draw like you know sick figures or something like that but instead i like to draw the beatles um so that's kind of me just rebelling against i guess the expectation of what i should be doing as an artist okay awesome thank you and i'm i'm so like it's so weird for me to be doing this podcast because honestly like i'm talking to really cool people it's just an excuse for me to talk to cool people basically um and it's like kind of unreal because it's like all these different artists i grew up like listening to or watching but yeah so this is really cool for me and um yeah like thanks again and i really appreciate it for sure um, thank you for having me on this podcast thank you to all our listeners as usual follow Bardesi podcast on instagram for more updates and more content Jay up get a mood